Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we fill you in on all the events of the US Open and reflect on our favourite heartwarming moments in sport. My name is Marley Silva. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight, I am joined by two immature co-hosts who can't keep a straight face every time I do an introduction, but that's okay because I'm a professional and I can keep going. Uh, One of them is Keely Silva, who has her head in her hands, and the other is our super sub on this podcast who likes to think he's the best talent that we have, Nicholas Hines. Hello, my name's Nicholas Hines. (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. Boring. I can't. Why don't you just... Like, why do you have to say it every time? Why don't you just like do a clip it and just because repost? Well, because <laughs> <laughs> repost. Um, well, clearly, on every time I say on today's show, it's a different thing for starters. Don't don't question my process. You come in here, you demand things. I just can't look at you when you do it. That's okay. okay. But we're here now, and my first question, as always, as we drink our cups of tea. Is, is how are you both and how was your week? Keely well, I feel Silver. like we're getting interviewed because Marley's I know. across from us. This is a little bit <laughs> like that, isn't it? like informal, formal interview. Um, I'm good. I'm pretty bloody tired. I actually don't know why I'm tired. I don't deserve to be. Um, you don't deserve to be. Well, like. Explain that. Sunday, I didn't really. Yeah, like Sunday, I didn't really do much. Yes, I had the morning off on You're Monday. You were a bit dusty, but weren't you? Yeah, I was more tired. I wasn't really hungover. Mm. Drank vodka lime sodas the whole night and like woke up feeling sweet. Okay. Highly recommend. Um, okay. Don't mix. I drinks. swear on your B reels, you had a thing about being having Sunday scaries or something. That was last weekend. Oh, okay. So yeah, good one though. Nice. <laughs> um, so it's just being fake, not real. Yeah. My week was good. Not much to report. Had tippy tap footy. Um, had. Friend of the show, Gemma Squads, B Day, Father's Day, etc., etc. Nice. We didn't need a full rundown of what the week was like, like, but how was it? It that helps. Was good. It helps me to process what I did. Okay. Well, sisters just fell asleep, so let's pump them up a little. Yeah. bit. Yeah, go on, Nico. Then. It's semi final week. Exactly. Yeah. Shark Park this week. I'm First time there's ever been a final at Shark Park. <laughs> Hang on a second. And We're that talking beats about the week, week already. The week that was had, not the week to be. Yeah, well, they all fell asleep still, no matter what. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, that. the question was about last week. You're, you're done, Keely. Keely, you're done. Nico, bring the energy. Tell Mate, us how was your you're week? You're not the interviewer. My you're week was great. We had a, uh, a pretty crappy game on the weekend, but however, however, it's all the season games are done. It's finals time, and we're on. Absolutely, we're on. You sent us a great positive message. This yeah, morning, that actually like, made me really happy. That message. get pumped up. And that's that's the attitude that we will be carrying. And for the exciting rest of the week. times. Two of the games are already sold out. Yeah. Um, what is it? The Penrith Para game and the Sharkies Cowboys game. Yes. Very exciting. And yes, we will be attending the Sharks game. Shock me. Yeah. How was your week, Molly? My week was great. Uh, busy, fantastic. Lots of football. Last round of football. Driving around, getting caught in the rain, but you know, getting to see the fam. And actually, I know the highlight of your week. What was it? That I joined Marley Silva on the way home from Newcastle because she was there commentating NRLW. I played the game after and I thought, you know what? All the boys go home with their partners and the kids anyway. But no one goes on the bus. So I was like, I want to get home quick. But Did you really, get home quick? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, 
second. This is the why you to up. The bus beat us. He did not. Uh, we he were drives like a grandma. Yes. But we had some good chats and, um, you know, that's a highlight of your week, I reckon, that I enjoyed. I was, ve- I was actually very grateful because yeah. I think it was reciprocal. Because, I mean, who wants to be stuck on a bus? That's, you know, so tick for and you. Who wants to be driving and who wants to be driving by the The bus cells. is fun if the whole team's there yes. playing tunes and that. But yes. because, like, no alcohol, six-day turnaround. Yeah, it was Father's Day, so all the boys went with their partners and kids and that. So I would have been a, nearly a lone wolf on there. So yeah. I thought I would join Marley Silver and make yeah. her day, a special day. And I didn't have to drive by myself. So no. grateful, good times all round. With that, we better get into the first segment. Feedback feels with kills. <laughs> Thanks for joining me um, for this lovely segment. It's short and sweet as always. <laughs> Not much going on in this segment this week. However, I'm hoping that um, there's more next week, considering big week of footy. There's going to be some feedback next week with this guy. Yeah, can't wait for all the boys to DM. (laughs) We'll have to guess which one it was. I wonder if we continue to do this, it would encourage boys to try and – Give you a pash. Maybe. Just to get well, a shout maybe. out on the, that um, segment of the podcast. I might just in a way and push him in a way soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure I just saw from the weekend. Don't worry about me. It was palming him off. Oh. <laughs> big talk, big talk. Anyways, friend of the show, Tom Perrin, actually calls it a disco tonguey. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Jeez, he's good for bash. a good, good called, phrase. I've, I call it default hookup, but. I've always called it a club pash, but yeah. I like a disco tonguey. Disco tonguey. I'm about to feel a bit ill because I'm like, it's really descriptive. See, for me, that would make me feel less ashamed. Okay, well, whatever. Disco disco tongue. Tongue. Actually, you know what? Here's the feedback. Do you disco tonguey? Please let us know. How yes. does he do the best of us? You know yeah. what? <laughs> That's an important question. <laughs> I used to be. I used to be a serial club passionate. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be. I have definitely seen you do it. Really? Yeah. He put me on show right now for all these listeners. You brought it up. True. Anyway, maybe maybe I am. Maybe I'm not a serial club pasha, but. If you no see shame. me out there, do not get your phone out because I do not want to be put on TikTok the next day. I'm club bashing. No one wants that. No one wants that. Um, we should actually share this one to the story because it's pretty funny. Disco tugging slash club bashing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Share that like yes. Yes, no. Yes, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Also like no judgment zone. I think it's an important thing. Some people- oh, who, would you I rather, who would you rather? Disco, Tungy or Club Pash, Keely Silver or Nico Hines? Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's going to be a gender split. Yeah, that's a gender split. <laughs> know, so we'll but some boys will probably click you over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my genuine bit of feedback was um, that a very special person liked our photo this week. Yes. And we freaked out in our group message. Um, we might have to start tagging her in more because if she likes more, we become friends with her, I might cry. Group message. You're not in it. Yeah, the, 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 what the, beep. the chicks group message. Really? Yeah, and what's Well, that? okay, what's this? Chicks this and is balls. Where's the balls a part of that? Okay, message? well, when do we officially sign you in? That's because there's no contract. There's been a- Nothing's been, we haven't even done a gentleman's agreement, oh. which is a handshake. Yeah, I know. Well, there's a question for the listeners. Yeah, the should story? you be added to the Should you chat? be added to the group chat? <laughs> Wait, what, what number on? episode is this you're involved in? Four? Possibly. Yeah. And the four episodes I've been involved in have been high listeners, highest listeners, just saying. Who told you that? <laughs> Why do you feed his ego? Well, he asked. You're a loser. I don't feed his ego. I I you actually said, well, every time you're on, we get the highest listeners. So. Yeah, you said, it. did the people like it? Yeah. And that's what I said, because it's the truth. Anyway, Truth hurts, Keely Silver. I don't care. Tell us who liked this photo. Hurry up, come on. If you don't appreciate this, I'm going to be off you as well. Okay. We um, Shout out to G Moore. She shared this photo. It's such a great photo. But it's uh, Daniel Ricciardo with 
Minnie Pull- Pullen. If you don't know who Minnie Pullen is, she is the next big baby thing <laughs> ever. Like, you know what I mean? She's so cute, but she is the child of Elodie and Chumpy Pullen. Chumpy, who sadly passed away a few oh, years yeah. back. Um, Elodie, who's a bloody legend and um, has been traveling around with Chloe Chapman and Fish. Um, and anyway, Elodie liked the photo. We did tag Minnie and Elodie um, in the pic, but she liked it and we freaked out. It's it's almost as exciting as the time that um, Tony Hawk Tony liked Hawk that photo. Liked yeah. <laughs> that was also very exciting. Um, but yeah, that's the feedback. That's all. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where each week we go through the biggest sporting headlines and all the chat has been... A- Don't lick my microphone, please, Nico. I wasn't. <laughs> And first up, we wanted to give you a recap on the US Open, which is underway over there in the States. Of course, the big narrative being around the fact that it was Serena Williams's last professional tournament and how heartbroken out of 10 were we when we saw that our, our own Tom Janovic kicked her out late last week. Yeah, I was actually really devastated yeah. because I have such a soft spot for a happy ending and mm. I was just like, no. Yeah. You wanted, the, you wanted the fairy tale. I was 10 out of 10 sad. I just, pro- wanted, I just wanted her to win. Yes. And I would say that our producer, Blake, would be very sad too. He's a massive tennis fan. Yes, he and is. he was hoping for that dream run too. So we were all in mourning. Nicholas, how did you feel? Yeah, I'm a sucker for a fairy tale ending. I think it would have been a cool uh, – I've never done a movie already, but if they she done a movie, yeah, Doco imagine. on herself, yeah. and that was the ending, you can drop the mic, bang, done. Yeah. But. I think the thing someone I can't remember who spoke to me about it the other day, but she had said she's not retiring from tennis. She's actually evolving, mm. and she's her this next part of her life is being a mother mm. and being um, able to like focus on that side of life. So then that kind Does of she have a plan. I don't know for her kids. She didn't say to be professional tennis. Yeah. Who knows? But I <laughs> she well, actually hasn't spoken about that, but. Um, I think that was that made me feel less sad because I was like, okay, well, she said she's not retiring. She's she's got her head around it. They're very um, that family after watching you, you watch all of them from every single interview and stuff. They're yeah. very um, collected yeah, in the way yeah. they think and stuff. And can I say you talk about evolving? I think that that's a really kind of good descriptor of what Serena has been since she you know, came into the spotlight as a teenager coming through the ranks. Like she is bigger than tennis already. She was bigger than tennis, you know, after her 15th Grand Slam. Um, the the cultural impact that she's had, that's been like the most interesting headlines that I've read about the way that she changed what it meant to be a tennis player uh, and, you know, how she's made a lot of particularly black women feel really proud about themselves and their bodies and, you know, all the, the amazing things that she's done. So I think she's... Did you read Lewis Hamilton's post? Yes. They, oh. like, they love each other. Yeah, Because I've I know. seen her talk about him as well. But that was beautiful It's so well. special. Yeah. And you think about, yeah, back in the day when she had the braids and the beads and stuff. And he like, was like, cool. Yeah. Like, what was the post about? Um, Lewis um, was saying how Serena was also such a big influence for him mm. um, being black and being able to like, do things. And he did comment on the hair and mm. – um, like even the evolving of that from beads to diamonds, but um, yeah. he just said how amazing she is and how he loves her, and yeah, it just made him believe in what he wanted to do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he was he said something like he fangirled over her massively, yeah. and then they end up becoming friends. And yeah, he like freaked out. I saw an interview that she did with LeBron James's uninterrupted 
brand that we've t- talked about quite a bit on this show. She did one and they asked, who's the goat? Who's the goat? And she was like, it's so hard for me to name one. And she goes, Lewis Hamilton was her first one. She spoke a lot about him. Yeah, wow. And then she was like, MJ, Tiger, LeBron, like whatever. And to think she, and truly, like whether it's right or wrong, she's the only woman who makes it into those conversations. Yes. Because she's she's a great, yeah, absolute freak. Well, I think it's pretty powerful that her legacy. There's like only a select few you could probably hold on one hand of female athletes who have changed the game in their chosen sport. Yeah, like she's changed Ronda the Rousey game. She changed the fighting game for women. Yeah, she's changed the game for tennis. tennis. Like Sam Kerr changing the game for, for girls. Massively. Like the that's pretty powerful. You're mm. like one of the very select few who's gone and just changed it, and then inspired so many people who want to be like them. Yeah, and brought girls sport on the map pretty yeah. much i 100%. think the the crazy thing as well is that she's actually changed tennis period yeah like it's not even like a male female thing yeah. she just and i think we mentioned this when she um announced her retirement but like if there's no serena there's no naomi osaka there's no no off. Like absolutely not and it you know like you think about how white tennis is in general yeah. like yeah. it's amazing like it's changed and even you know um it's affected the the men's competition as well. Like, yeah. It's, we could talk about Serena all day. Maybe. We will go to the broader US Open chat. Um, what is good for Aussie fans, though, is, of course, Nick Kyrgios. He's on his good streak and he's into the quarters. Um, he beat world number one Medvedev, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Keely, did you see one post-game interview in particular? No, I didn't. Was Costi there? Said, he said – it has really helped having an amazing girlfriend. And then they pan to Costina. She's like, oh, oh. oh my gosh, I love her. She was um, walking through like behind the scenes with a cocktail in her hand, which is just so Costine. And she wrote on her story like, yeah, I needed it to like stress less or something. But my point being, how do we feel about Nick's run? Because oh, on the other side, I was thinking, okay, maybe you could get to the final. We could get flogged by Rafa. Rafa's out. Yeah, it's wild. Huge. I don't know. I think it'd be massive. It'd be really cool if he could win. Yeah, buddy. Oath. He got so close with Wimbledon, right? And yeah. he's clearly in the best mindset that he's had in his career. And he also spoke about sort of the bigger picture and obviously those allegations that are still hanging over his head. Court dates being pushed back and all that sort of stuff. And he spoke about blocking it all out and whatever. And, and he's able to do that because of his team. So I think, geez, it would be. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. Medvedev beat Kyrgios in the Oz Open. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I remember the post-match, Medvedev was absolutely bagging him, mm. just saying he's unsportly. Oh, like he's really? just a wanker. Like pretty much was just saying he's a dickhead. Sitsabas. That was Sitsabas, I think. Was it? I thought Medvedev was as well. Maybe, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, they probably all have, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And then um, there was a show, a little bit of sportsmanship from both of them. Like mm. I think Kyrgios slipped over mm. and then Medvedev went over to the other side of the court to see if it was right and they like sort of like slapped Hampton like both said yes sweet it's all good yeah when like I remember just, I was open everyone was hating him yeah. so it was just good to see the little bit of a sportsmanship from him and yeah. players actually like sort of warming up to him a little bit yeah it is interesting because we you know, thank Costine <laughs> yeah but it's interesting because you kind of don't think of tennis as a sport where you know there's the big personalities and they kind of perform to the cameras you kind of think like that's boxing or, or whatever yeah. where they do that but it does feel like with Nick, with even like Djokovic and that, they do have that sort of element to them now, mm. which is makes it, uh, I think, a little bit, again, a bit more interesting and is kind of changing some of the more stuck-up tennis attitudes as well. So good luck to Nick. 
And the other story we wanted to talk about this week was one that really warmed my heart when I saw it on TikTok for starters that I wanted to, I shared in our group message that you may or may not be getting added to this week, Nico. So Exeter City is one of the teams in the EFL competition, which is the third tier under the EPL in England, obviously a soccer club. They recently had one of the most heartwarming stories in sport that we've seen in a long time. And it's all around former football player, Uh, Adam Stansfield. So Stansfield, he was a striker. He was a fan favourite. Tragically died of cancer at the age of just 31 while he was still contracted to play at the club. In the aftermath after his passing to honour his life and career in football, his number nine jersey was retired and in 2017 he was named in the Exeter City Hall of Fame and the club named a stand at their home ground after him. This past weekend, 12 years after his passing, his 19-year-old son Jay joined Exeter City on loan from Fulham and ran out onto the pitch wearing his dad's former number nine jersey in the shadow of the stand named after him to the roar of many fans. We will share this video on uh, our socials. I, If you're anything like me, there'll be a bit of tears when you watch it because it's pretty special. But it had us all in our feels in a big way and it reminded us of one of our favourite things about sport, which is its ability to warm your heart uh, with all these kinds of human experiences. So, first of all, Keely, you seen that video? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have seen that video. Yeah. Um, it was really, 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 really nice. Yeah. Um, I kind of. It's one of those things where you like have to see it to kind of believe it. Because I think if I read that, I would have been like, oh yeah, like you know, sure that happened. Because um, it was just like such a nice series of events yeah. that it was. It's obviously meant to be. Um, and. I don't know, in my, in my experience, any jersey that gets retired, that's a really, really special thing. Um, so for them, I mean, of course, they were going to let him wear the number, but I think that's really nice too, to yeah. be able to bring the number out of retirement um, so he can continue his dad's legacy. But yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah. Highly recommend watching. Yeah. And we I haven't share seen it. Yet, so yeah, you're, yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah, watch it. It's good. It is. It's it, a nice little two minute video, but it's really nice. And like, I think we all agree, like, this is, it's one of your. You know, obviously you never want anyone to go through something sad, but one of my favourite things to watch is these stories of people sort of overcoming that grief or that difficulty and and being able to achieve something pretty amazing like that. I know you like those kinds of stories. I love those. And we're only talking about that the other day. Yeah. So funny that we're talking about this right now and two days ago we're talking about it, but. Well, honestly, that conversation when I saw, I saw this story that night after we'd driven home from Newcastle and. Don't listen to you. Oh, yeah, probably. But it, it made me think like, oh, far out. This is it, exactly what we're talking about. But also like, oh, this might just – there's something about it that reminds you of how strong humans are and like even when there is a lot of crap in the world, really beautiful things like that can happen. Yeah, that's right. That's what why sport is such an amazing thing because you get connected through similar stories and people come together for these sorts of reasons. Although it's a – I don't know how to say it. It's like a sad reason but – it makes you who you are. It makes people get inspired in certain ways. People do inspirational stories and the kids want to be that person because they've gone through hardships as well. So, um, yeah, it's, that's lovely to hear. I love those sorts of stories and hopefully there's plenty more to come because I'm a sucker for them. Yeah. I, um, in just talking about this, it's actually reminded me not to name drop, but last week I did get to interview seven time world champion surfer, Steph Gilmore. And, um, 
in amongst my fangirling, I got to talk to her about some of the best things that she's done in her surfing career and what she loves the most about being on tour. She's been on tour for like 15 years now. So it's a long time to be away from home. And obviously there's difficulties that come with that. But she was saying that her favorite thing that she gets to do in the WSL does at every single place they travel to is they run clinics with like kids who are at risk. And, um, you know, particularly she was talking about the kids in South Africa who've like never been in the water before. Um, and particularly young girls, never seen a surfboard and she's out there like teaching them how to surf. And even if, you know, there's been times with kids where they don't speak English and it doesn't really matter. Um, it's this special ability for you to kind of connect in sport being a universal language. And I was talking to her about that. And she was saying that back in, I think 2011, um, she was going through a really tough time personally and I think had been a victim of assault and stuff. And I didn't even know this about her. I'm sure that bigger surfing fans might remember she took a bit of time off from the sport and it was like those moments for her, were like how it brought her back. And then in 2012, she ended up winning another world title and stuff. Um, but again, like we, we talk about the power of sport all the time and that just came to mind with you talking about that, um, like even – the absolute goat of a, of a sport like that goes through the same things and can be impacted by those. Another of. powerful story of a surfer, mm. Bethany Hamilton. Oh, yeah, geez. Great story. Soul surfer, great film. Yeah. yeah great great film, film, great story. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a great segue into what I wanted to discuss off the back of, um, you know, this heartwarming story is, is what are our favourite moments like this that, you know, maybe are repeats in our YouTube history. Um, I think a good one that we always speak about, but it never gets old and doesn't matter if I'm not connected to the sport or not, is debuts. Yeah. When debutantes get told that that's the week and they call their parents and or their family or whoever's close to them that they want to share it with and it's tears always. Um, I think that's what I love most in sport. But I was just thinking before as well is when I um, when you see dogs – Involved dogs in jerseys. I love <laughs> no dead set. Do you remember when Jason? Um, no, no. What's his name? Tom Malolo from Cowboys. Yeah, and he had his dog. That's all he wanted was his dog on the field. Those two hundred games. Yes, yes. Like that's for me. That's heartwarming. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the dog goes there. But even remember when I used to um on the NHL. They have dogs in jerseys on the ice and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I love too. Yeah, no, doggos. that's good. That's you should ask what's heartwarming. I was being honest. Yeah, that's um, – Davies and doggos. Davies and doggos. Love that. What about you, Nico? Uh, actually, a few have just come to mind. Well, I've just been thinking about it. Um, probably the a really good one, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Have you heard about his story? No. He, he wrote the Rocky um, scripts and the story about Rocky. Yeah, yeah. And, Great films. I think he was homeless at the time, wow. and he like show he was showing the whoever you show the producers or whatever they are of whoever do films, and he's like um, showing them and like yeah yeah like look at this like and I want to I want to be the main actor mm-hmm. I want to be an actor and then they're like oh we really like this story and the script of it can we bite off you and then he goes well only if I can be the main actor and they go no nah, no way like you look at you you're a homeless guy and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know the finer details of this, so people are listening going, that's not how it all happened, but this is what I remember of the story. Um, and then they went back to him again and they said, nah, can we buy it off here, probably more money, and then not nah, only if I'm the main actor. And he just kept strong and just would not give it up until finally they said, all right, you can be the main actor. And he and then he took off from there. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. That mm. is a good one. I um, was thinking like when I was thinking of these stories, there's one that, 
we have a clip of in our every single episode and it is Kevin Durant saying you're the real MVP mm. and that whole speech when he won the MVP um, award in that NBA series where he talks about his mum and the sacrifice that his mum made when they were basically homeless when yeah. she was a single mum raising those kids and stuff that's one that kills me every time that I, I've watched that and I have to say now added to that list of things I will go back to and rewatch is when Serena said on Friday there's no Serena without Venus yeah that's, I lost it yeah. I was gone especially after you watch the movie you're just like oh my gosh yeah so true yes <laughs> But yeah, there's so there's so many of those that I think uh, they're just the best. I just love we love sport. We love it. Actually, with NRLW going at the moment, mm. there is some really cool stories in NRLW. Yeah, and there's probably one that I would like to talk about. I don't know if I'll be allowed to talk about this or not. Whether she would be accepting of this or not, but I want to do it anyway. You can cut it out if you want. <laughs> um, Taryn Aitken. Yeah. Oh, I don't know she's been through yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I've been told a few times about this story and. I actually was thinking about starting a podcast like you know and she was my first on the list that I would love to get on and hearing about how her brother passed away, I think her dad passed away or I think it was vice versa, yep. whatever happened. And then yeah, her dad she, passed away yeah. and then her brother tragically passed away like a month later. Yeah, and so. that would have been absolute torture. I like, think she's you, lost another family member before. And like going through that mm. and then her, I think, going to make a debut with the Broncos, play for Queensland, she's killing it. She's like, a freak of nature too. And yeah, yeah it's just – I couldn't even. Want, I don't even want to imagine what that would have been going through. That would have been absolute hell. And for her to stick at it and kill it the way she is now, that's just massive. And it's. I think for for us, Keely, as non non professional athletes, um, I don't know about you, but for me, it fascinates me the mindset that, or there's something, just something special in an in an athlete that they can, they seem to be able to overcome these unimaginable things more than the average person. And that sometimes is the, the difference that means they, they end up being professional athletes. Do you agree? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just – I feel like they um, – generally the personality is so driven and willing to sacrifice and you have resilient. to be – You have to be resilient. Otherwise, mm. um, you don't make it because there's so many things that get thrown at you. Um, injuries, family passings. Mm. Um, even just someone ahead of you in your spot that can play on your mind, anything, there's anything. I don't know. I just think that from a young age when you got something special and then you have a, a passion and you want to achieve that in a in an elite um, arena, you, I don't know, I think you're born with it. And like we would make you jokes before we hit record, but to get him on the show, but dad's a really good example of that as yeah. well. Like everything that he had to overcome. And yeah, I think it, I don't know. There's just something that's that special ingredient. You either have it or you don't. And I think, yeah, that's like you're saying, that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. I want to give you a quick wrap here, Marley Silva. I don't often do it. (laughs) Talking about NRLW, Marley, you work for ABC going around doing some special stories of NRLW Mm. girls and having a yarn with them and their life experiences and whatnot. And I think um, as an NRL player, I know we hear a lot of the NRL players, the boys – stories and inspires the next generation um and i just think it'd be cool if we started hearing more of the nrlw stories where they've come from uh, the tough experiences they've had to face i think it'd just be inspiring the the girls to want to be in that position because there'd be so many girls out there who've got so much talent who are going through some hardships right now and want to be an nrlw player but just don't know whether they can and 
I just think that there's more light that needs to be done. I know maybe the girls don't want to talk about it, but I reckon if you're listening, girls, be confident to talk about your story and I reckon we can get more stories out there. So I think on the back of that too is that the NRLW players, especially right now because of the way that we're going in society and in um, NRLW going forward, um, a lot of them have gone through the awkward gap where they weren't allowed to play footy and they played until the under-12s or, you know, then – something else happened or some of them are young mums, like just things that males don't have to go through biologically yeah. um, that girls do. I feel like that Mate, side of Mate, look at Ash Quinlan. Uh, she's a freak. Yeah. She's the best. But, um, and Sammy Bremner, she shared, yeah. recently shared her story and she actually um, did the podcast with NRL Physio, mm. which is really cool and really interesting um, just because she speaks about having kids and then returning after that. And a lot of people wouldn't even consider yeah. that because we're used to the general – Injuries, not the, you know, post baby ones. Yeah, but you, Nico, you said like you don't know if the girls maybe don't want to share their stories. My experience is they absolutely do and they want more platforms. And like my, what I'm trying to do is very like through the ABCs, I'm super grateful that I can um, use that sort of use my ABC email to get responses from some media managers and stuff and go out there and, and create these. But you know, there's only so much I can do as sort of one person and I would love to be able to capture every single thing. So I totally agree that, yeah, we want everyone to kind of start being passionate about it because I fangirl over these girls every time I get to have this, like these conversations with them. It doesn't matter if they've played one game or, you know, they're just part of a squad. There is something in that, um, you know, they just, they just love that they're even a part of this and it's and like you said there's so many other elements to their stories that are way more layered because at 15 they didn't think they'd be able to do this well, we talk about growing the game and that's mm. the best way to grow the game yeah having someone be vulnerable and talk about their feelings and yeah. where they come from to where they are now that's the best part of motivation you can get i reckon yeah. and they're great role models they're really really good role models they're just good human beings i bloody love them Heartwarming sport moments. I love it. <laughs> you the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that's brought us a bit of joy. We've been, it's a very positive podcast today, and I'm feeling really good about it. Yee-hoo. And with that, yee-hoo. what is your MVP? Oh, me. Yeah. Um, my MVP, I think, is going to be a little bit of a continuum. I actually haven't seen too many of these videos, um, but I would like everyone to start sending them to me so I can watch <laughs> and enjoy. Um, Mad Monday. Oh, what a, what a phenomenon. What a time of the year. I love finals footy, but I love Mad Monday videos. Um, I have had the pleasure of experiencing um, two Mad Monday videos in the last – week um local footy that has just brightened my day um I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to describe um too much but basically one one of them um someone has well how would you describe it Marley attempted to stage dive Attempt, attempted to stage dive he's a man drive. after your own heart Kim. yeah he is he is um attempted to stage dive uh got into a bit of like a scorpion position <laughs> and has no one caught him and he did it it's with amazing. such confidence and within five seconds was back up and dancing his little bum off and it was it's just a great video. Um, and the other one I, I saw was um, another wild soul um, who had, had actually put himself on a coat hanger in a wardrobe. Marley watched this one as yeah, well. Yeah, that's great. Um, 
and the video and was it's good of, harmless fun. That's yes, what I like. One of the boys, the boys who's videoing is walking to the wardrobe, opens the wardrobe innocently and the boys just sitting there hanging on the coat hanger. Anyway, very harmless fun, dressed up in goth, goth-themed outfits. Um, but I really – I live for this stuff. So I need more Mad Monday videos, but it's definitely the MVP of my week. Um, on that, we need to bring the Keely Silver stage dive back. We do. It's been a while. I know. Hey, we have a footy game on Saturday. Maybe we all <laughs> G it up there. Uh, Nico. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to go a bit, a bit emotional here. Oh. My MVP is my brother. Oh, that's nice. Father's Day on the weekend. Um, I've never really given him a rap about how good of a father he is and it'd be hard job being a, a dad yeah. and uh, he stayed at my house, the whole family stayed at my house last weekend and I was like looking around and going, oh my God, I'm not ready for this and <laughs> he was just powering through, doing the best he could and he brings the girls to my game all the time with a smile on his face and he's always there for me. So, um, Wado, that's for you, Buzz. Oh, that's, nice that's really nice. Why don't I have your MVP, Healy? Oh, mate, give it a rest. No, that's really nice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, we didn't give Rocket any shout-outs for Father's Day. Oh, well. Mm. Have you, I, I did a lot for him on Sunday. You weren't here. Okay. So then I, I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> you have to sort it out. <laughs> well, my MVP uh, is also in the kind of, I don't know, a bit more deeper, I guess, end of the spectrum. Um, I've been doing some work with uh, – running a book club, actually, with some girls who are not in great situations at the moment but, um, you know, are trying to change their paths and they're just really special um, young women who've, you know, made mistakes but really deserve a second chance and I love the opportunity to be able to connect with, um, yeah, I guess – the next generation in that kind of way and I spent the day with them today and just being able to um, yarn with them and hear them be really kind of vulnerable and open and passionate about in particular we're talking about culture and sort of uh, yeah their aspirations and and what they feel proud of and all that sort of stuff and I don't know like it just it brings me a lot of joy and a lot of hope when you get to see that sort of stuff and we're just clearly all feeling very emotional this week or something, <laughs> the way that we've been talking about it, but made me feel really special. And I just like always encourage people, um, you know, if you come across someone in the street, you never know what they're going through and stuff. So you shouldn't give that kind of judgment and, and you should give everyone a, or just about everyone a chance to, yeah, I guess share their story and it can make you feel pretty good. So that was, that was me. I like that one. Actually, since talking about your father, Uncle Rocket Rod. Oh, here we go. He can be an MVP of mine too because Sunday night after my game, I didn't feel like I played my best and he gave, rang me up and gave me some good words of wisdom, which I really needed at the time, and then and wished me luck going into this week, which I needed because I was a bit down on myself after that week because my big finals game coming up. Probably didn't play my best game leading into the finals and the words of wisdom I needed was there <laughs> and I loved it. Rocker Rod, thank you. I'll give you a shout out for MVP because your daughters won't. Oh, yes, sweet. <laughs> That's like a sympathy MVP. No, it's not. No, no it was nice. It's what he yeah, said. Yeah. It, was really it was really nice. nice. I, won't ex- I won't say what he said because I want to hold it close to me yep, and give no fine. one else any motivation as well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone else is going Honestly, I did re- uh, appreciate it a lot and respect it. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch. So maybe this is where we get a little bit 
less emotional because I think we all know that was really good in unison. Of course, this Saturday, Shark Park, sell out, big, big night. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I feel a bit nervous. That, to be fair, the one to watch is this whole final series. I think it's so exciting. Um, I feel like the other game's going to be so close. I'm actually really, really interested to see how the Roosters-Rabbits game goes. And that's yeah. my honest opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I am so pumped for the Sharks game. <laughs> I, um, I, forgot- I feel like I'm playing. I've said it about five times today. I dead so feel like I'm playing. Like I'm like, <laughs> well, you know up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. But I feel like I am. Um, Nico, I forgot to tell you yesterday, and I think I mentioned this to you on the weekend that I expected this to happen, but I went for a run. Um, on the Esplanade and every single man that I saw had his Sharks hat on. Yes. Sharks hat, Sharks What jacket, did I tell you? you like did. madness. I did it, call it. Was, it. Um, I was saying. I would be avoiding the Esplanade if I was you. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you will not get two stars. I was saying, like, I know we've talked about 2016 a lot and it's not to say anything about this year. I just, the only thing I'm comparing is the buzz that you feel yeah. in the Sutherland Shire and that like, you can feel it again. And I said to Nico, yeah, you'll start to see like shops will start covering their stuff in yeah. shark stuff. People will be wearing it. It'll be on cars. It's just the way it is for the finals. <laughs> but it's already started, obviously. <laughs> it feels great. And um, congratulations, Nico, yes. on your team finishing second. And, and you a great being a season. fundamental part of that. It's pretty bloody massive. We cannot wait to wear our Nico, Nico T-shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Loud and proud. Loud and proud. But, you know, obviously we didn't want to focus on you that. You know, I also didn't um, – we didn't give a shout-out to the Swannies. Great ever oh, from yeah. the Swans. They get the week off this week. Yeah. Good for them too. That's just like a Sydney buzz yeah. for us, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, quickly, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's yeah. exciting. Um, we're not getting too ahead of ourselves. Still got a couple of days training, so – very humbled by the support of the community, though. Um, I haven't experienced it in finals before because our, my two finals campaign of the Storm were up on in Queensland. Oh, of course. So this is like my first like time being around yeah, the, yeah. the community in that. Um, yeah, it's been a massive effort this year. Got to take a head off to Craig Fitzgibbon. He's been amazing. Um, all the boys are pumped. Andrew Feeder's driving energy because he's played in a fair few final series with the, the club but never at Shark Park. Wow. Yeah. So we walked off the field yeah. on the weekend like, bit disappointed with our performance like we still won obviously which we needed to do and go in the dressing room was like boys pump up we're going home we're going home and like it was cool just like made me just go yeah this is mad you know like yeah well that's the thing it's first of its kind like for us like this is insane i think that's what we keep forgetting and when you walked in tonight and you said it i was like oh my god yeah like it's the first time it's ever happened like that's incredible that's so that's a statistic that's mad like what what year was the first final played at shark park that could be a trivia question in saying that also Cowboys are a very tough opponent. Oh, 100%. And we don't uh, ever disrespect our opponent. They're going to be coming and fired up and they're playing some good footy too. So it's going to be a great game. It'll, yeah, that's the thing I think. It's yeah, going to be a great just, game. It's just going to be an awesome spectacle, really, like for the, the whole club, the Shire, um, the fans. And and you're right. It's the first final series in a couple of years we've had in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's oh a yeah, big thing for it's everyone. It's super exciting yeah. for everyone. No wonder sure. the, the games have been sold out. How good's rugby league? Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure wherever you're listening, you hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating if you're really into it. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod. We're going to put up all those polls about disco tonguies and um, what was the other thing? Who'd be a better disco tongue? Yeah, oh, I don't know about that. But, uh, there was Nicholas or Keely. And then there was another one. What was it? 
I promise girls I'm a really good kisser, so. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we better just end yeah, it there. Just end anyway, it. see you later. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being a part of it again, Nico. Good luck on the weekend. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.